All right, let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the Unnormalized Podcast. This is Frankie A., your host, and I'm joined with my brother from another mother, Marlon, a.k.a. Verse. And uh, I wouldn't be able to have my first podcast ever. This is going to be the first live sit-down guest that I have uh, without having this gentleman on. We have been partners in crimes and creative collaboration forever. So how how could I do this next venture in in my creative process without not having him involved? So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Marlon vs. Barrett. Hey, what's going on, people? So, um, what? If you could tell these people who don't know us from a hole in the wall and don't know our relationship as probably non-conventional as it would be, probably people just by looking at the both of us wouldn't think that (laughs) (laughs) you and me are as kindred spirits as we are. Um, As close as we are, yeah. Yeah, as close as we are. And on all levels, not just creative, just in life experiences and shit that, that we've been gone through. Um, we like basically grew up with each other from the sand box box throwing <laughs> throw, throwing sand in people's faces, faces. All, all on the way <laughs> running around doing stuff <laughs> very bad things things yeah. that we things that actually we could with the beauty of a podcast that we could talk about and not have to be censored about but that you know i'm sure oh so i can curse you could fucking say whatever you want to fucking say. Fuck it, and that's all I needed, my nigga. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So yeah, and 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 you guys will, as my podcast develops, um, you'll see that Marlon will be a ve- a regular fixture here. Oh, I'm, and I'm gonna be around a lot. If you yeah. Don't- if you want me around or not it just it's, it is what it is so. well marlon's gonna be a big part of of you know talking about things like hip-hop culture and and music and entertainment and stuff like that so i can't turn to anybody better than marlon um because he's a triple threat he sings he dances he acts he also produces he's got his hands in pretty much anything that you could um you know, want to get your hands into creatively. Not oh, only- man, you're going to make me blush, and I'm too dark, <laughs> so you can't see me blushing. Though. Well, listen, you know I don't bullshit, and I call it like I see it. it. You know, Marlon has been doing this for a very, very long time, not only for his own projects, but for up-and-coming artists as well. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so we're going to have Marlon on as a regular fixture and as, as uh, you know, segments kind of come up that have to deal with, you know, the shape of of entertainment not just hip-hop but entertainment itself you know and you know otherworldly things that you know me and marlon go through as as brothers and collaborating with each other and supporting each other's projects we'll we'll have marlon on as a regular fixture here at the unnormalized podcast so hate that respect that you know how you know how i would always do that for you that's just how i roll um why don't you tell these people who don't know us how this whole thing kind of started? How we met? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, cause you have your story and I have mine. Well, story. you get okay. So you give your story. All right, my story is. Uh, and then um, I'll and then I'll correct you. Now we're yeah we're talking like this is my story. This is what I remember. So I'm not gonna say a story. So I'm making it up. Um, 
It was Oliver Street School. And you smoke a lot of fucking weed, so let's make yes, sure I that do. this yes, is I like... Do. Yes, I do. I might, this is not... Either, so. That's anyway, quite all right. All right. Um, so, I remember Oliver Street School. Now, we talk about grade school, and probably like maybe sixth or fifth grade. And mm-hmm. what I remember is being in the lunchroom and going through lunch. And at that time, we weren't in the same class. If I, I don't remember that, but... No. Where we were in the line, and I don't know, it was something to the effect of, I don't know, I made a, I, I think I, I think I like, like, like was not, I'm not going to say bullying because y'all not going to come at me. I didn't bully him, but I'm a real funny person, sarcastic, and I think I said something funny to the point of something. Like, our whole relationship has always been on some, like, black, white, but we've been like this. Yeah. And the funny thing about our relationship and our friendship is that it started on me making a joke about some black white thing. And that's kind of, am I right or wrong? I, <laughs> and, I, I think, I think what, if I can remember is like, I was like, this is like crazy how like we're in our like forties and we're talking about like lunchroom fucking. Yeah. Grade school. Grade school shit. But <laughs> I believe it was like to the something to the extent that like I was standing in line and you came up behind me and you either said like move out of the way white boy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was something to that effect. But I wasn't really being that. What I'm trying to say was I wasn't being a bully. I wasn't being racist. I'm just a funny guy. And you were there and I was just like I was trying to make my boys laugh and I was like move out the way white boy. Let me get my lunch. Like move, move. Like. And I think I turned. Real- I think I turned around and was like, "Who the fuck are you talking?" Yeah, to? and that's what. And that's what. Yeah, and that's what like kind of sparked it. I was like, "Wait, he got some spunk. Hold up." Like, okay. And from that point, I thought you didn't like me, and I didn't like you, but I don't know how. And see, maybe this is where you could come in because I remember that part, but I don't remember how we became. So- cool after that you get what i'm trying to say i like you know what i don't remember that either i do remember like us having that encounter in the lunchroom but it felt it felt like it was like almost from that point it was just automatic yeah it just was it was that's what i'm trying to say it was something it was just i said that you came at me and i was like hold up hold up okay he just he just didn't take that regularly he came at me a certain way so from then on, it's like, I, okay, I like you. I like your spunk. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was something to that effect, and I just we ended up just talking and becoming cool. Yeah, I think that that's kind of how it all developed, and and you know that's that's just a testament, I think, to our relationship is as brothers is that it wasn't like forced. You know what yeah. I mean? It it was just like all organically happened. Like it just, start- it just yeah, it just no, it just naturally happened. And one one point I'm gonna bring up is that is that and ever since that even though that's why I said earlier that it started on some hey white boy get out of my way you know what I'm saying even though we both ain't look at nobody like that you know what I'm saying like we're yeah. both, like I always said like from grade school we were friends and it was like colorblind I'm color I tell other people to this day and I told you that all the time I was like I'm colorblind I don't see color like yeah. at all like you know it's just I go by vibes and the type of person that you are so. It's like when I said what I said to you, you said back what you said to me. It just naturally happened. And then after that, we were just like, we were like two peas in a pod. And then currently after that, we would get the, why are you hanging out with that white boy? Or why are you hanging out with that black yeah. boy? And, and we can't, and, and, and it's funny because it was like, what, the 80s, 90s, early 80s, Damn. late 80s, early Damn, 90s. Damn, yo. And, and we were still going through that 
why are you hanging with that white boy or this and this and that? And I used to like, what, what's the problem? And it's crazy, but like, like what I'm trying to say is with that is that we fought through to be friends. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. I, I never, you know, I mean, for me, it was a unique experience because, you know, I'm a white boy from the city of Newark. So yeah. I didn't I didn't hang out with people that looked like me because I wasn't brought up with people that looked like me. My own family was the only ones that looked like me. Yeah. And I didn't and I didn't want to hang out with them, you know, obviously. So, you know, being in part of an urban culture is all that I know. All that Dude, I knew. It's like it's like I seen that in you at an early age and I more it was like more like I see it and you know kind of like what's that? Oh my god, I could find different movies. It could be like Star Wars where um <laughs> they knew he was a Jedi. It was like I knew yeah. that you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's oh, like, that's right, motherfucker. I was an urban Jedi, yo. <laughs> yeah, it was like I knew that was in you. Like, and that's why like, even like our first encounter, like, hold up. He's not the average white boy. That's what I got. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and I guess because I ultimately it's wasn't like from that point on i was kind of like it's like you were neo and i was like morpheus you get what i'm saying exactly it was I, like okay i see it in him he's he's gravitating to this urban hip-hop culture but he can be like cast out because all oh, right that's a white boy like this is early on in hip-hop too like that's a white boy and but i was the one to say nah this is the one like he got it in him you feel yo me? i was the motherfucking eminem before there was even an eminem yo thank you I was calling you Slim Shady. <laughs> no, I couldn't rap, but if I could, there but would be no Eminem then, today. And then not only that, it's just like it's like no matter what, even though I feel like I not like it's when I say Morpheus, not trying to say like I taught you what you no. know. It was just to the point where I knew you had it in you. And then when I would see sometimes I was surprised, like even when we became cool, I didn't know you could dance like that. So I saw you dance. Neither did I. And I'm like, didn't I tell y'all this nigga, this, he's black. I told y'all he's black. I seen it. Y'all can't see it, but I can see it. But, but I think I think you were, like, instrumental because I think all those, like, you know, dancing for most people that don't know me, um, hip-hop is dance is, is, or just dance in general, is something that is part of my life and I've done it for quite some time. And it, it, it's a, you know, some people just have natural gifts. I'm not tooting my own horn, but some people just have natural gifts and that's something that's always come natural to me. And I don't know if I wasn't close with you or friends with you that I would have the confidence or I would have had the confidence early on from the, from the starting gates to actually see that I had that talent to be confident to be that white boy and maybe be the that that white unicorn that people weren't no, expecting like, it. Like like the high school parties, like I was people, proud to go in there and they were like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then when you dance, it's just like, wait, hold up. And I was and I was the one like I told, didn't I tell y'all? Didn't I tell you, motherfuckers? I told y'all. That he's black. <laughs> and and you know what? Like I like I think back like sometimes like I think about like how did that all start? And I, I yeah, honestly to too. The only the the first time that I remember feeling like I could potentially have something there is like 
probably before you and I even met. It was like 1985-ish, and I was in my aunt's wedding. And this is when, okay, I'm going to date myself right now, but this is when Footloose (laughs) came out. And at my aunt's wedding, they played Footloose, and I got up on the dance floor. First of all, I don't remember... I remember not even sitting down and arguing with my parents that I didn't want to eat. That, like, all I wanted to do was stand on the dance floor. And then Footloose came on, and I thought I was fucking Kevin Bacon, man. Like, I was, like, up on the dance floor, and I had... That was the first time that I had a crowd around me. Yo, do and you I, know one of my, still one of my favorite songs to this day? It's Footloose? Yes. <laughs> I swear to God, you will understand. I'm, I'm not... But I'm, not gonna even lo- I'm not going to even lie. But back to what you were saying, that's what I'm saying. And, I, and it's like I kind of saw that in you early because I like to claim that, you know, I am hip hop. And and I would always I used to tell people to this like Frank and this. I was like, no, that he's he is hip hop. Hip hop is not just like being black or, you know, what I'm saying it's the culture. It's it's that was shit was embedded in you. You feel what I'm coming, trying to yeah. say? So and I saw that and. It was just like real. I was proud to all to see you because the the first time. Now you can say that, but when I said like me, me and you, and the first time I really saw that you can dance. Do you remember a long time ago? You came all the way. You left from your house all the way down neck with all the you know the Portuguese and Italians and everything, and you came to the hood in my house. We were young, and my mother has a picture of me and you doing the Running Man. No, I don't. I have that picture. I mean, I've been to your house so many times like that it's it's hard to just like yeah. to focus on the first time that I well but that's a first, whole <laughs> But that's what I'm trying to say. The first time my mother has a picture of it and we're in the living room, we're doing the running man and, and I that's where I knew like, wait, I really did I really did like my my my, my brain told me the right thing, like because when I was like, Wait, you can do that? Like, <laughs> you know where it may have been, who may have been like the catalyst to us really, like where we were saying Don't we say didn't. I was gonna say Sister Shelly. Oh. Okay. Parties at Shelly. Parties at Shelly's house. Big up to Shelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 Michelle, right? That's what I'm saying, Michelle. Okay, I, I I see. I know it as Michelle. My bad. Because when you said, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put her name out on blast. You know, I'm putting the name out because that's all I know. And that's <laughs> the, and there was mad parties I went to there. So shout out to Michelle. I'm gonna call you Michelle. This is me. I don't care if you get mad. But that's probably now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably where you and I first kind of like really like started like hanging out and like finding like that music kind of like was the thing that was that bonded us really too like it yeah was like, oh, you can do that and then it's like oh you can do that and i'm like okay all right and then and, like I said, and oh. then from from there it was just on and popping like i'll never forget this is how like i knew like we were like really supposed to be in each other's life i don't know if you remember this but it was a bunch of us i can't tell you who was in the room with us but we were at your house in your living room and everyone's like, you know how we were back in the day. We were like hiking on each other and stuff like that. And somebody said something about like white people mm. and your mother came out of the room. Yeah. And oh, she was, 
heated and she was like, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you guys talk, you know, make jokes about like white people when Frank is sitting right here. Right here, yeah. But I, I wasn't that. even like, I didn't even, like, that's how you say like, we didn't see color, but like, I wasn't looking at it like that. I was looking at it like, that's some funny shit. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wasn't even taking it offense, but she, as the mother, was yeah. like, that is not the way that I raised my son, so I don't want these people coming into my house and doing that to this kid, and this kid obviously has no idea, like, the mag- <laughs> the magnitude and the power behind that, because we were kids. We didn't know shit like that, you know? We weren't looking at things like that, you know, like how... At all. At all. Like, and know? then, like, I was trying to say, like, it got, like... Oliver did like Oliver wasn't like like that, but when we got to like high school, then I really understood because I mean we we even had like a that like we didn't have problems as friends, but the only close little problems that I do remember, I don't know if you remember, is the time when I was in high school. We were hanging out, I was hanging out a lot with my friends or the people where I was living around, and you know, and it got more worse. Do you agree in high school? Yeah, I think it got worse. For everybody else, I think, yeah, because I think we were like a mirror to people's own bullshit. Like, and we couldn't accept that. Like, why is this white kid hanging around with it? And to be honest, friendship's so good. Why? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and we and we grew up. We, I mean, we're talking about like you know, like. O.J. Simpson trial stuff, yeah. and we're talking about like Rodney King stuff. So like deeper shit than like what people probably not would, but it was like in the heat of I'd say it would probably be the closest thing to like the '60s like riots and stuff like that. Yeah. So like if there was ever a time for there to be a strain that was put on to test our relationship. It was those times, you know? And, yeah. and I think that we kind of like came through that. We actually, I think became stronger through it. And that's what keeps us being brothers till this day, because not everybody, not everybody, you know, has that. It's very rare that you have people that you grew up with from that early on, and yeah. you're still like, I mean, like for people who don't know, Marlon was the best man at my wedding. Like yeah. we've always been in through in in each other's lives in like chapters of yeah. you know, yeah. and the yeah. things that you want your brother there for. We've always been there for each other, yeah. and that's something that's kind of like I think it really threw fucking people when you off. Have, look, hold up. I'm going to just throw that out there real quick, not to get into too many details. When you have, I mean, down the line, things happen and stuff. You get into certain situations and stuff like that. But when you have um, a friend that you get into something, whether right or wrong, and that person, you see that person there supporting you, sitting right next to you with their mother. I mean, that, like, I always told you, I know, I never told you before, that, like, meant, the, I was like, whoa, who does that? You feel where I'm coming from? You I, understand where I'm coming from. I do that, motherfucker. That's how I roll. I do that because <laughs> because you have done that for me. You have been there through, like, you know, some dark shit with me and where other people that I was close with at those times going through that shit 
And, you know, I talked about it. I did, like, uh, um, before I'm going to start running these shows, I did, like, just a show just with myself just to kind of give some background. So I didn't have to kind of, like, keep bringing shit up because this is not, you know, this thing started out through, like, mental health and all that kind of stuff. But that's just one side of me. So that's not, like, the picture that I wanted people to paint about me. Um but it is part of my story, so I do talk about a little bit about a little bit about it. Um, but there were people during my time where it wasn't the brightest and the darkest that that I thought I was really close with that couldn't handle it and 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 didn't want to be part of it. And I know now because sometimes again it goes back to your mirror to people, and sometimes you going through things or having challenges brings up shit in people that they're not ready to address in themselves. So they're just ready to like, uh, I need to cut that out because if, if I entertain that with him, then I need to take a look at myself and address some shit that's going on with me that maybe I'm not ready to address right now. So, you know, I crazy thing too was like, it's like when I went through, when I felt like, at the time when I went through like the worst thing I ever went through in my life, um, I remember you at the same time was going through that. You know what I'm saying? It's like we both were going through some traumatizing shit at the time. If you do remember. No, yeah, I do remember, and and you know, like again, that's just the way that that word shows that we're like interconnected. Like we're like really like if you think about it, we're like like the spectrum like you have you have black and white and then everything is connected in between the two you know you you can't have light without darkness you can't have darkness without light you can't like it's all in conjunction and not to say that not to so nobody comes at me now i'm not trying to say that black people are dark I'm you just see, saying. Thing, like nowadays, you gotta watch what you say. Like everybody's so no. Like this is not the form where I am going to do that. This is that's what other people. That's the whole thing about the whole concept of this show is unnormalized because that is so normal now that that's expected. Yeah, when, and that's the thing. And then, all right, if I'm gonna be like a constant guest or whatever, I'm gonna be. I'm telling you, you might get in trouble, you might get shut down, but there's certain things that I just don't like. I just don't accept. I mean, I have rational and good reason behind what I say. So, I, it's like I kind of dare somebody to dare and come at me about what like I think like. I don't know, Frank. We going. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a problem with me. <laughs> no, but that—that's listen. Those are conversations that I think are missing in today's dialogue with the some of these, you know, younger cats. Is that where it's law got it got lost? Is that we grew up in an age where we could have a dialogue. We could even scrap and be friends yeah. the next day. And I you can know? say what I want to say and feel how I want to feel and. And just because if I say what I want to say, just because it may hurt your feelings, then I'm wrong because it hurts your feelings. But yeah. That was my real and where I'm coming from. That's exactly. what I'm trying to say. That's how my, matter of fact, it's my opinion. It's like you have to be really careful about your opinion nowadays. Because well, now, like, if we was to get on, see, with me, that's why I'm saying a lot of people get mad at me. And I know, like, but it's like me with me and it's like, I'm not against like 
the gay people or anything like that. But Frank, you know me for years. I'm not homophobic, but I just, I have my my feelings about that. And yeah. I feel like I can't really, nowadays you can't really express that because you're going to look like oh, hater. Homo- yeah, a homophobic, like a gay basher, but I have my certain beliefs, that's all. <laughs> and, and, and listen, what, like, and I think that's the problem is that we get so caught up in like what we believe, right? And we tr- we try to we try to make that other people's like normal. Like, wh- okay, I I I respect that. You know, do I agree about the that with the whole gay thing? No, I don't because I shouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want them to fucking know what you do in your bedroom and who like yeah. I. You know, I don't. I don't want you judging me. You know, I, 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 I look at everybody and I think that's like something that I learned from having a relationship with um, with you is that it's so easy to judge on the superficial. Mm-hmm. Right. And people could have a a misconceived notion about like what that what a relationship you know entails but it, you're not there for the deeper stuff so and that's not for me to have to explain to everybody that that doesn't get everybody's attention now you want to judge me on the superficial then judge me on the superficial but that's on on you but everybody's got their own beliefs and it's not for me to say that you're right you're wrong it's for me to like what i've learned in life like and you know this i you know i i been a person where like I needed you to know what like my truth was and you needed to know my truth and if it wasn't what you believed in I'm gonna fight you tooth and nail I still have that part of me but mm-hmm. I, I think because of what I do for a living like a big like 90% of my job is listening to people like yeah. really having people to know that somebody is listening so in that process i learned how to be a good listener like i never was always a good listener i think i faked i faked it a lot of the times people thought i was a good listener but <laughs> i wasn't listening to you halfway through your conversation i was already thinking about what i was going to say and i go see what you just said and that's something i got to work on cuz i'm like that right now it's like if i get into something with somebody it's more like I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking of my my my, my what I'm gonna say back to you. It's like the actually the rebuttal. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Well, I I don't know if you remember. We were talking about this, me and Marion, the other day. For those of you who don't know, I'm gonna probably bring her on a lot and talk about her a lot. But Mama Mare is my wife of. Mayor, uh, Mayor. We'll be celebrating 20 years in Jamaica in a week and a half. Going to Jamaica. Yeah, but who the fuck goes to Jamaica and doesn't smoke weed anymore? That's like, you know, like, that's oh some fuck. God, man. That's what some fuck. That's just bring something back for me. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you, you want to, you want to come see me in places where they are. <laughs> no, but I actually hear that that's like, like, and I've been to, um, you know, a couple cruises. That's some fucked up shit. That's they say. I don't know if it's true. I guess I'll find out. Because this is the first time I've ever gone to Jamaica. That's the only fucking port in the Caribbean that they have dogs that sniff you when you come onto the ship. Oh, my God. That's some hater Asian shit. Yes, it is. It's like, you're not, you're not going to take none of this good shit back, man. And, and you know what's even more fucked up is, like, you know, because I'm 
you know, I'm always looking and, and researching about like medical marijuana and shit like that. But on the cruise ships, even if you have your medical marijuana card, you're still not allowed to fucking smoke. You can still be court-martialed and locked up. That's some fucked up shit. And and it says if you require medical marijuana, please speak to your physician about giving you an alternate method of medication for your time on the cruise. Blasphemy. <laughs> so even if I had my card and wanted to smoke, I couldn't because I would get fucking like, yo, you could get there's like jail on cruise ships. No, for real. No, wait. No, I'm fucking. I, I am not shitting wait, you. They got cells. They have like a couple of like little cells that they have on the cruise ships that are like underneath the ship, and yeah, you can get locked up. Like if you do, like let's say, like you do some <laughs> fucked up shit and you get into a fight or like, because think about it, you are in a, a ship in the middle of like international water. <laughs> So if you fucking kill somebody, like, you know, like, there's no popo that's going to roll up and be like, all right, you're doing time in the green monster and then we're shipping you down to like, whatever. No, you're, you have to, you have to stay on the ship until you reach your next port. So two either one or two things happen. Either they bring you to the cell underneath the, the ship, which it's even there for staff too. So like staff do some like fucked up shit, like, get into a fight with somebody or God forbid, like do some, you know, inappropriate yeah. things to like cruise guests. They put you in the cell or as a guest, they fucking lock you in your room and they have a, a, a officer like that sits in front of your room and you're only allowed to come out and eat and go <laughs> back into your fucking room. So it's like jail on a cruise ship. Yeah. You learn something new every day. And this is the shit that you will learn on my podcast. Yo, the fucking, the most. I never do that. I never do. You get locked up. <laughs> if you get locked up, make sure you get locked up. Well, I don't even know if getting locked up on the island would even be that much better because you ever see like those like locked up abroad and shit and then these people fucking like steal an eraser out of the gift shop and then they're like in some like Chinese cell for like. 35 years of their life for stealing an eraser because they're an American and they go and they fucking go steal some shit or like fart the wrong way and then they want to lock them up for like 80 no, years. I never knew they have, so what do you have? They have actual cells? I have never been privy to see one personally, but that's what I have been told that there are cells because, yo, me and Marianne, I think it was not this last cruise, the first cruise we were on. Some dude, we're sitting in the pool, and this is what I was drinking at the time. So, like, we're sitting at the pool, and we're drinking or whatever. No, maybe I wasn't drinking. I don't know if I was drinking. Anyway, I know Mayor was drinking. But <laughs> Mayor was drinking. We're sitting next to this Yahoo cowboy, and he's sitting, like, in the pool, and he's talking to us. He's like, you know, I brought in, like, a big machete knife with me on my cruise ship, and nobody, nobody stopped me, and, and I got the knife, because you never know with these yahoos around here. Like, he was, like, <laughs> serious, and then he was, like, saying how, like, he was, he goes on cruises a lot, and that he, he was the one that told us there's jail on the cruise ships. Like, you really have to watch what you do. That's why you don't see, like, a lot of fighting and shit like that on cruise ships, because if it goes down... 
you both can get fucking locked up and you don't you won't you spend all that money you won't see the light of day on that cruise until you dock at port and they can take your ass off by whatever either it's an inter it's a, either an international island and they ship your bass ass back to the u.s or a lot of these islands they're u.s owned islands so they can have somebody waiting for you at the port and click click you're you're getting locked up and you're getting no refund on your cruise <clears throat> no fucking tan you learn something new every day the sh- the sh- aha <laughs> i did aha so see these see and I was planning a cruise with my with my girl but I can't bring no trees. <laughs> well listen, I wouldn't say I mean, you can't bring any. I, look look, I know how to yeah. Don't worry about it. But what I would tell you is that there is in your TV in your cabin closed circuit TV. That you can see 24/7 all around the ship. Oh man! So there are there's like you can't even blaze in your room. Oh no, you can't blaze in your room. Damn. Not at all. But you get a balcony like I got because you know I vape, so I need to go sit out in the balcony. Like I mean, they have places like if you wanted to smoke like a black a mile or cigarettes, like they have smoking sections that are like out out and about where everybody is. But uh-huh. You, if you wanted to like walk around, even like if you wanted to go get your freak on at night on the fucking Lido deck, <laughs> you can do it. No, you can't because you're on camera. There's some fucking stalker motherfucker watching you in their room on TV. Like, yeah, uh huh. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Oh man, I don't think I won't go on the cruise then because y'all stopping all the fun. No, but it, it's it's mad fun. It's mad fun. Nah, but, I, know it, I know it is, but damn, you just can't do. You, you just, just tell me. You just you just put out there the things that I would want to do, but I'm gonna get locked up. <laughs> but there's a lot in between that you can do and get away with. So I, no, don't I, don't I, let I, it stop. No, put it like this: I get away with smoking if I go on a cruise. It's going down. I don't care what nobody says. That's that. There is. I did. Did I smell it and see it? Yeah, of course I did. I mean, you're in the you're in the Caribbean. Okay, Frankie, what you think about this? Um, you probably like it in um, this little, um, that Old Town, whatever songs with, um, come on now. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't either. I won't. First of all, first of all, nobody thought Billy Ray Cyrus was cool when he was doing the fucking achy, breaky heart. With a mullet, <laughs> with a motherfucking mullet and a jean jacket and some tight high thigh, like high waisted fucking <laughs> Jordash Wrangler jeans on. Now this motherfucker is gonna be cool. Why? Because his daughter has connections to maybe some of the hip hop community, and her father needs to make a fucking buck because he hasn't done anything in like mad long. So well, you, said, you said I could curse, so you know, um, he knows his daughter is sucking fucking some of the hip hop community. Well. Some of it. Hey, I'm just saying. Well, first of all, that's all that gets played on steady rotation at my house. Yes. I can't. It's I, crazy. I See, can't you know take I, it. You know what? You know what I feel nowadays. And we about to get into this. This hip hop, the state of hip hop right now. And you know what I? What? All right. This is my opinion, and this is my suggestion of what should happen. A lot of what goes on. You know, they have the mumble rap. Now, yeah. mumble rap, I really disrespect. I spit on it because 
you know, hip hop is about words. It's about, you know, putting together um, thoughts, ideas. And for you to turn around and turn something that's about thought into, no, I'm just going to mumble, really upsets me. So mumble rap and trap music and that stuff shouldn't be labeled under hip hop. It should be its own genre. Like trap music should be trap music or um, that that thing with Billy Ray Cyrus should be hip hop. Yeah. But I'm tired of them putting this what's not hip hop under the hip hop flag. So I'm really like, like, I love music to death. I am hip hop and I really don't like what hip hop is allowing right now. Well, that's, you know, it's very, very, like, it's very unique because I have a 17 year old who is very much into all that stuff. I and mean, Frank too, I have a pair of twins and another boy. I have three boys that they're all three of them are 17. And, and that's all that they they don't you know and I try my hardest to allow him to have because that's how musically growing up in my household I was able to listen to whatever I wanted to listen to. Yeah. And and so I would never say like you know don't play that shit but like don't play that shit around me only because you don't know like if it's one thing if you appreciate it where it came from and yeah. and understood that and know that without the progress of the culture there would be none of these little nas x and little i don't even know if i can say their names without fucking getting sued but whatever <laughs> there wouldn't be any of these overnight ear pop candy you know because now you took the hip-hop culture and the same thing Eminem was dissing in the early 2000s about like in sync and all that shit how it like was like ear candy basically with no substance now you're turning something that had its roots in all of that mm-hmm. coming from substance coming from like a lifestyle like now you're not acknowledging that and you're you're like pissing in it to all like the the people that laid the foundation for you to come in with this garbage. I don't know. I have any other word to describe it because it, it really gets me upset because when I turn on, I have Sirius XM radio. I have to listen specifically to a '90s hip-hop genre station me too so if you would ask me right now what's the hottest shit playing right now i would only guess the little nas x thing because that's what you know i see on them you know i'm hearing about and this this, is that but i can't even tell you what's the hottest top five top ten because i refuse to listen and and i'm not trying to sound like an old person because when i do remember when hip-hop started and i was listening to it and i actually remember line word for word my mother coming into me like what are you doing why are you listening to that that's not gonna last i remember her saying that to me that's not gonna last and it did it blew up it's the most biggest thing ever you know what i'm saying and 
I just I'm mad now on how it's becoming. What what people who take it so seriously, hip hop take it so seriously, I'll allow certain things to happen. Like I I'm so mad that they allowed a genre of hip hop to be called mumble rap. So you're just gonna mumble on the track. You're just gonna not say anything that makes sense. You're not even gonna rhyme the words, and it's okay. So what you're doing is really dumbing down the generation because you're not saying anything. You're not teaching nobody nothing. You're not giving a story. You're not, you're just, I'm going to give you this hot beat. I'm going to say whatever. And you're going to like it. It was like the other day, we, um, me and your, your nef nef were sitting at the table and, you know, because he always, you know, he, he thinks he's like pure hip hop culture. And I'm just like, nah, bro, you wear skinny jeans. You look like <laughs> Justin Bieber. There is, there's just, that's just not the thing right there, not to cut you off, but that's the thing right there. They have them believing that's hip hop and it's not. I took him, I won tickets last summer to go see, it was G easy and I'm okay with G easy. Do I think, you know, whatever, you know, any white boy that kind of comes up and has some type of skill, I'm going to give a little bit of credit towards because we're we're not, we're not, we're, we're, you know, well, maybe now we're a dime a dozen, but you know, if he's, he's got at least some, some skills. I don't think that he should be going after the white, <laughs> the, the, the white, the white, uh, godfather of rap. Word. But, you know, he, he was decent, but I couldn't even tell you who the fuck I saw. And there was like, Five different people that oh, tie dollar signs. Wow. Whatever. First right. of all, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. When I turned, when I, you know, and not to say that music shouldn't get commercialized because that's how people make money. I, I, I get mean, it. I mean, that's what it is now. Hip hop has got commercialized, but I'm just saying. That. And that, and when that comes with everything, like once things get commercialized, they, they get diluted a little yeah. bit, you know, and it is in a way, it's a good thing for me, you know, that I see that in, in the hip hop deserves that, you know, because it means that it's being recognized outside of the urban. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. that's, is that's what you want. You want that to be, you know, which, and I, and I get it, I get it, but excuse I me, get but, it to it. Like I said, I get it to a certain extent, but when you've seen it, like I've like I'm an advocate of hip hop, like I've watched it, like you know what I'm saying, like it like it grabbed me and did something to me when I saw Hak Ali, shout out to Hak Ali, um, Three Deep a Thousand Strong, like it was like I don't know if you saw like um what was the movie, what's that called again, The Get Down? Yo, yeah, that was my shit, and I'm so mad that Netflix fucking canceled it. Yeah, like I loved. It. Down, my dude, and the get down really. I like the get down because the get down. I'm not gonna front the get down was like me and my me and my friends when we were younger. You know what I'm saying? Like we were just chilling, like and hop back in the day. And and as his father would take out his, his speakers and he put out two turntables and he'd DJ. And I didn't know what hip hop was. All I knew was growing up listening to the old school music. My mother was playing like Marvin Gaye and. Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 and Aretha Franklin and you know, stuff like that. And but when I would go outside in the backyard, I would hear what is that? Like, it 
just it said, come here. It said, come here, little, come here. And I'm watching this dude, and it was kind of like back in the get down, how these dudes watched Grandmaster Flash and, you know what I'm saying, Cool Herc, and that shit just drew to me. So I came from the essence, the beginning, and watched it. So when these dudes now, I'm like, how y'all allowing this to happen? How y'all allowing them to wear tight stuff? And how y'all allowing them to just, all they, like, when Future put that song on Percocet, Molly Perk, I'm like, you see, this is all it's about now. It's about just telling the generation to do some negative shit. Like, yeah, y'all allowing this though. You feel me? And 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 I, when you think about it, it's doing them even a bigger disservice than that because they're hearing, especially in this news cycle, and you know, you know me, politics is my thing, and it's not something I'm going to shy away from talking when I have my shows. But they're now exposed to so much more negative shit that yeah, we, need, we, were. we need to start pumping this generation who is ultimately, like I said it in my my intro podcast that I'm going to release in August, that we sleep on this generation. Yeah. We wouldn't we, we wouldn't be sitting here right now having this conversation if it wasn't for my 17-year-old son saying, "Hey, you know, I know you want to get your your voice and your, you know, your thoughts and your opinions heard out there, but the way you're doing it is not in a format that the people that you want to hear or you want you want your voice to be heard, they're not going to that outlet." The way that you do it is this, podcasting and, and using technology and all that kind of stuff. So we sleep on them. These kids think a mile a minute. They think yeah. 10 steps ahead. You know, sometimes their thought it process is a little out of fucking whack. But now <laughs> nah, but you're right. You're now right. you have – comes to that, you're right. You have a whole – you had you, – we – hip-hop hooked us in, our generation in, Right. To, to think a little deeper, to to take issues and take messaging and take it, bring it to a whole nother creative platform and outlet. Thank you for bringing that. I'm sorry, Frank. Thank you for bringing that. But I and, need a drink. I need a drink, babe. Hey, hey, hey. That's how it, it's a family affair. Of course, of course. I'm just making a movie. That, yo, but you you are. Hey, babe, one more thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's right. Um, My charger, my phone. I wanted to die anyway. <laughs> but but no, like that me and me and the youngster had a conversation about like lyrical like lyricists, not yes. even not even production quality, yes. anything like that. No, 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 no. That see that's what and you said it right on the button. Sorry for keep cutting you off, but you know I get excited about this. No, but I want you to get excited. You're right. It's like it's you said not production, meaning like, because that's what they're doing now, Frank. That's what they, it's all about the beat now. Because they're yeah. not really, they're not saying anything to them. They're not teaching them nothing. I mean, I don't want it to be a preachy, preachy thing all the time, but there's ways you could do it because in the 90s, that was happening. Like, we was jamming, dancing, and everything, and there still was a little message. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that. Look Look at the messaging that was being put out back then. And there has not... Yeah, we... Okay, every... See, and that's... Thank you. That's why I'm going to be a regular on this show. Because everything you say, I'm just going to follow up. Because we had self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. 
we had Public Enemy, we had X Clan, and they were always talking about just peace and prosperity. But go ahead, my bad. I don't, I'm not. No, no. I, I was. What I was saying is like, if we have the production quality has improved. <coughs> excuse me. Why wouldn't we want to take the messaging? part of it the the lyrical content behind it and put it together with what they're producing out there to make the genre of hip-hop like now stepped up to a different level you know you're you're like you say you're dumbing it down it, yo, because, it's bad dumbed down because you're afraid and part of me wants to say you're afraid because you want to commercialize this genre the genre but you're afraid that the people who buy the records, which is young white kids yeah. from suburban areas, you'll will say the truth, Frank. You'll say the truth. The will truth. hear will hear a message that maybe that they don't really have any fucking context to put it into because they don't live that life. It's easy to walk around and mumble rap and say it's culture and it's it's lifestyle. When you don't even there, there's nothing, there's nothing behind it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there is some stuff that I will tolerate. Like, no, 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 Frank, you gotta understand something. I do D. I look now. I do DJ. I do specialize in when you know when people hire me. I do specialize in the '90s, and I don't. Call, I don't. And another thing, um, I don't like calling it old school. I like calling it classic hip hop because. Um, another thing I want to say about that is hip hop is why hip hop is the only genre of music that they have old school on it. You know what I'm saying? There's classic rock. There's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, you know things like that. So I don't like that. See, right then and there, that's another thing I wanted to say. Right then and there, whoever came up with the the, the term old school already is putting a negative thought on you listening to that music because the first word is what old. Old, Out, like outdated, played out, phasing out. Thank you. So I'd rather call it classic hip hop. A lot of people don't like you. What did I call my karaoke thing? Urban classic karaoke. Yep. I don't like to use the term old school. So that's just one thing I had to throw in there. But yeah, <laughs> so like you know, I I kind of want to get into some of the stuff that you you got coming up so we can you know wrap this thing up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's good. I have a, a segment that I'm going to be doing called CD9, which CD9 means like for these young cats, like there's an adult in the room that's like their code. So that's going to be like the segment I'm going to have like some of the younger generation on that maybe I can bring you in and we can have some of these conversations about, you know, maybe we can, yeah, yeah oh, we I, can, I, we yeah. can get their perspective. They can hear yeah. from our perspective. Um, and you know, it, it should be interesting just to, to bring them into the conversation, just to see where their, you know, their headspace is. But before I let, before I let you go, Marlon, I want to give you, uh, an opportunity to tell people what you got coming up and some of the things you may have been doing in the last year that, you know, that I know that you're doing, but I want you to get out there. And, uh, so when we get this thing going and, and getting people drawn into it, that they know what Marlon verse is about and, uh. You know, just just let them know what what some stuff that you got going on. Well, recently I have been like not doing too much, but I have some things planned. Like 
I have some low-key stuff planned, which is um, the, the annual block party I do on my um, on my block in my neighborhood. So annually do that. That's on August 3rd. Um, me and um, Henry, you remember Henry, right? Yeah, do I remember Henry? Yeah. Me and Henry, we're, we're teaming up and right now collaborating and putting it together. We'll probably start filming in August. It's going to be like a comedy team, YouTube channel thing. We haven't, it's still in the works, so, you know basically doing that and i do have some artists i'm working with and on production and everything basically type being their manager but i don't want to take that title as manager but i just like basically helping them and showing them and guiding them um that's pretty much it right now but there's some more things coming in um recently done some independent films trying to get in some more so so tell tell them about the the last film you were in oh the last film i was in was called to touch um that was last august too it came out um did real good it was in um the independent music film festival and won an award actually too and the guy is saladin nork i like to shout him out because that's the second film i was in um the one before that was um a piece of the action so i'm basically now just on my little acting kick and you know i'm looking for another one to be in and just things like that. So I'm coming up. It's a little grind, but I'll be back in the I'll be back in the spotlight again, like I was. I don't think you've ever fell out of the spotlight, but that's just my opinion, and I'm you know a little biased. But you know, I always think of my brother like as the probably most creative person that I know that is not under you know the bright lights big city type of stuff you're you're always doing something no matter what it is to what you're getting out of it um to keep the the, yeah to keep the creative juices going and um that just shows that you're an artist um on all kinds of levels and from all perspectives so but (laughs) i am thankful that you would uh kind of sit down and just talk to me and shoot the shit you know i just want to you know i couldn't i couldn't start this thing out without not having you on as like my first sit down guest so um what i always told you since the sandbox bro anything you need me for anything you want even if i have to come out and bang some couple of heads for you i'm always there as long as you call me bro i always make that promise back in oliver Yep. And and, and always kept it. So and that's 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 mutual. So um, you know, I, I, I like life has brought us <clears throat> this many gifts so far and you know, we're only in our forties, so let's see, you know, what this thing fucking takes oh, us for not, the rest of it. It's not over, baby. This right <laughs> no. here you starting is some good stuff. Oh, I I forgot also too. I'm also like working on a podcast. All right, so then this way what what we can do is we can start you know, when you get this thing up and running, let's let's get you on back and we can talk to you about some of the podcast stuff. But I'll have you back on, you know, pretty pretty fairly quickly, you know, um, and we can kind of shoot the shit about some other stuff that's going on. So, all right, brother. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, and I will uh, hit you up later on, and we can continue this conversation. And thanks to everybody out there for joining in and listening to me and my brother Marlon Verse kind of just take it back and talk about past, present, and future and look forward to talking to you guys on the next podcast. Uh, Coming up next week, we'll probably have 
one of my mystic soul sisters, Dana Rizzi, who is a um, actual practicing uh, Wicca witch, and she's going to be doing some tarot card readings and stuff like that. So, you know, that's the eclectic stuff that we're going to be having here on the Unnormalized podcast. Just when you think I got it normalized, I'm going to kick it up and switch it up, and I'm going to have people like Marlon who kind of are do their thing in their wheelhouse and um, stand by it and are not afraid to do the unnormalized things to kind of keep their perspective and what they do going. So um, I have nothing but love for you, brother, and I will reach out to you shortly in, in the next coming weeks to, you know, hook up so we can kind of sit down with these young cats and maybe get a conversation going around some, some hip hop do that i definitely love to do that also too not just i'm just going off the like off the track real quick i still gotta come out to your spot bro beach life is good brother beach life is good you may come out here and may not want to ever go back up that parkway (laughs) (laughs) but no you was gonna say that no doubt, but we'll we'll hook up when I get back from the cruise, and uh, we'll 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 get you to come, guys to come down here for a weekend so you can chill out and relax. No, no doubt, bro. In the sunny PPB. Point Pleasant Beach. All right, all right, brother. Have a good one, and uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in, and I'll check you guys out later. Love you, bro.